Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Afternoon. Good morning. Good evening, wherever you may be. I'm just, I need to put this in the shed. Just talking to my husband because um, I've been having a sort out. Um, but during the sort out, I've not hit my 10,000 steps for the day. So we, that's you listeners, and me, are going to go on a little walk together through the rolling English countryside. Guess what I bloody saw this morning? A bloody snake! In Australia for seven months, no snakes. England, six weeks. Two snakes, three snakes, and counting. It doesn't help that I thought that one was an adder, but it wasn't, then I Googled it. Um, hello, just bumping into my husband. What are you doing in the shed? Getting the leaf blower out. Getting the leaf blower out, okay. Life in the fa- <coughs> fast lane, swallowed a midge. Um, so, yeah, honestly, it's like a David Attenborough show here. I saw a snake and he was coiled up in the sun. And I thought if I walked near-ish him, um, he would go away. No, he just stayed there. Um, wasn't scared of me, I tell you. But they have a little white collar around their neck. That's how you know it's a grass snake. Grass snakes are very, very, very harmless. So it's actually really nice to see them. Um, adders have a sort of V shape all over their back. I've been doing all this research, you see. Now, I think they're a little more dangerous. Um, and <clears throat> that's worth backing the hell up, as they say, um, if you see one of them because I think they po- I think they bite and I think they're poisonous. Um, neither of which I'm looking for in my horticultural adventures. I'm just not looking for a bite. Now I'm walking up the top of the garden. If I walk out the garden, then I can get to the walk. And do you know what's lovely about this journey? Let's get to walk past a lovely horse. Hello. 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 Any horse lovers in tonight? I like a horse. I like a horse when it's behind a gate because you just don't know what they're thinking. Um, But I'm not a horse person. 
but I have you know utmost respect for those who do like a horse of course horse of course horses for courses um, and I've seen a couple of things on the internet which have upset me lately people posting about oh it's the last dot 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 of the summer oh it's the last this of the summer it's the last that of the summer from where I'm standing summer's just getting going right guys so I was a little bit depressed to see that because just that, is that it we've had some lovely warmth but I could be doing with a little bit more another horse now this horse wears a sort of fabric thing on his face I don't know what that's about can anyone write in and tell me why would a horse whoops drop my sunglasses obviously not wearing them because it's not sunny enough um why does a horse wear a kind of fabric cap is it because it gets scared? Um, listeners, how are you all? Enough about me. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about what's going on in your world. Write in. We want to hear it. Very interesting chat today with John Waite of Bake Off fame. John Waite of Strictly fame. Uh... John Waite of Steph's Pack Lunch on Channel 4 fame. He was one half of Strictly's first ever male same-sex partnership and he came second on the show. Um, he's incredibly honest. I think that's sort of... I, I don't know if you all remember him on Bake Off. I find him an interesting person because, although he's younger than me, not that we dwell on that, um, he has sort of charted a similar change in the attitudes around LGBT-ness um, over the past 10 years maybe 15 um, and I think that when he we talk about this in the interview and he talks about it in his book he's written a book called Dancing on Eggshells which is really good um, when he did Bake Off perhaps he was trying to be a palatable version of a gay man without even realising um, and now has moved into the space where he's incredibly honest about all the things in his life. He has suffered from bulimia, which he's spoken really honestly about, body image stuff. He had a whole thing to do with OnlyFans, where he set up an OnlyFans account. And um, he he speaks about ADHD, which is really interesting. We talk about that today. Um, and we talk about shame. He's brilliant on shame, because shame is this pervasive thing that it just the conversation um, about shame is just really enlightening. I think he's amazing. And his new book, Dancing on Eggshells, is it's part memoir, but it's also part recipe book. So double bang for your buck. Let me take the most take a photo of the most amazing view I'm looking at. That really is heaven. Okay, um, I'll post that. Um, but first, before a delightful chat with a delightful man, John Waite, uh, did you listen to last week's episodes? We chatted to Homo sapiens vet, that's what we're calling him now, James Greenwood, um, about LGBTQ plus pet ownership. Really interesting, his story about how sort of owning a pet helped him sort of become more okay with his own queerness. Um, we talked to TRUK, who were the first about how to make football an, an inclusive place for LGBTQ plus people. 
Since we spoke last, the Lionesses did not win. And I've just got to say how incredible what they've done is. It doesn't matter if you win or not, you know, it really doesn't. Not that, you know, I wasn't standing there on the pitch. I'm sure I'd be pissed off if I was playing. I'd be pretty amazed I was playing, to be quite honest. But to see the reaction and the amount of stereotypes that's breaking down, I think it's so relevant for LGBT people because it's so, it's been so gendered and boxed in before football and the numbers of people watching and supporting that team feels like it's going to create changes forever and we'll get more women playing football, we'll get more people as a result, that will feed out into everybody feeling like they can play football, you know? And that's why the TRUK interview was really good last week actually and well worth listening if you haven't had a chat because talking about going through a gate, talking about the specifics of what football means for people who do not subscribe to the binary quite frankly and think it's reductive. Now the sun is coming out which is nice so I'm popping the sunglasses on as a pheasant or a bird of some description. Um, met someone who's scared of pigeons at the weekend and if you've got thoughts on any of this or more it's hello at homo sapiens podcast dot com or at homo sapiens on instagram we love to hear from you you know it so just write in say hi do what you can do what you can first email from a listener about our episode with ollie and dan from i kissed a boy the couple who remained a couple um who just loved having that chat good morning chris hope you are well i have been listening to the episodes you did with ollie and dan from i kissed a boy whilst on the train on my way to work This is from Elliot, by the way. I feel like I have to say the name up top, otherwise I don't know who I'm talking to. There was a comment that you made about body positivity. I appreciate that it was a flippant comment and wasn't intended to cause any offence, I hope. But I think the language around talking about people's bodies needs to be much more sensitive to all body types. Interesting. Whilst talking about Ollie's experiences when hooking up with a guy who commented on his body, which I agree was awful, you said, I mean, you guys are seriously most gorgeous bunch of people full stop but it was a bit different from love island do you know what i mean like it wasn't just everybody looked like they hadn't eaten in forever i have suffered from severe body dysmorphia and issues around eating and excessively working out for years and this comment felt a bit like celebrating bodies that aren't deemed perfect in society by mocking people who do have a lean or thin physique i think that it is important to celebrate every single type body type without making anyone feel bad for the way they look even if it is unintentional i have been a part of hookup culture in the past and i had a very similar experience to ollie i'd been on a date with a guy and we went back to my flat as the date had been going pretty well when i got undressed he said to me you need to go and eat more then i'll want to fuck you and left. God. I think we as a community need to be kinder to one another and be mindful that just because someone looks okay, it doesn't mean that they are. Wishing you well. Elliot, wish you well. Elliot. Elliot, thank you so much for writing in. I'm sorry about being flippant. I shouldn't have said that. And, you know, it's a learning process for me. And I think I feel more and more (laughs) 
when I looked at like there was some social media post the other day about why do we have certain views about bodies bodies and it was just showing all the front covers of heat magazine and all those things that we my generation grew up with and how skewed all that stuff was and you know I really hope to try and be inclusive of every body type and I know exactly what you mean and I'm I'm really sorry for those comments I shouldn't have made them and it's thank you for sharing that story of your own experience and I think it's right you know I think that the one thing that you really take out of all this stuff is that we as a community we need to be kinder to each other and I know from my own perspective that I am always most unkind when I am metabolizing unkindness having been sort of put in my direction if that makes sense and it's very interesting to learn about that and to realize that bit about yourself and actually track back your behavior a bit more because it's it's the freedom lies that way because actually being mean about yourself giving yourself shit talk or having people be shitty to you creates unhappiness also very heavily linked to the concept of shame um, which we talk about with John because then that's very specific to the LGBTQ plus community it has it, it, it sort of shows its face in a very specific way that I think all, all, a lot of us can relate to and so body image uh, is such a huge part of that so yes thank you very much for sharing that with us and do everybody please write in with your um, with your take and your experiences in and around dating and body image a bit like Elliot is talking about and yeah thank you for taking the time Elliot and I'm sorry I will do better is what I'll say I'll do better um on that note how's about we go and talk to a lovely man called John John Waite Bake Off star Strictly star an all-round good egg um we talk about body image as well uh interesting guy here he is We're here to talk about your book, and you are radically honest, even about how to make a cup of tea. So (laughs) I was thinking, I've been thinking about you almost every morning this week, because (laughs) I'm like, am I going to commit to a John's way of making a cup of tea? Like, so talk us through it. Well, it's just the seven minute brew. You know, it's, it's got to be Yorkshire tea bag, or possibly a Tetley's. I've started to discover... Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I do. I'm a Yorkshire tea bag person anyway, but it's the brew. You won't touch the tea bag, and it has to be in there for seven minutes. Seven minutes covered with the plate or saucer or little silicone tea cover, if that's what you like. And then when you take the bag out, you mustn't squeeze the bag. I know it's so tempting as gay people to, to give that bag a really good squeeze. Uh, but unfortunately, that releases the tannins. And I can, I can always take, if my boyfriend makes me a cup of tea and he squeezed the bag, I think he panics because he knows I will sniff it out like a bloodhound. And I just won't. I I mean, I'll drink it because I'm not going to waste a perfectly good cup of tea. Well, it's not perfectly good. It's a cup of tea. (laughs) It's an existing cup of tea. It exists. I won't won't waste anything because I am Northern. But I just like, I like my tea as I like my tea. And I think it's the superior way. I know that sounds so grandiose. But I think a seven minute brew without a squeeze is the way forward. And it has changed people's lives, Chris. 
It's changed really? lives. Really? Yeah. Uh, people have messaged me <laughs> on Instagram to say that it's it's changed their way of making a brew. And also, it's afforded them seven minutes of mindfulness, of nail painting, of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, doing whatever you want to do in seven minutes. <laughs> get two of those in. You can um, get two or three. But because <laughs> the detail I was most interested about was you were saying that if your boyfriend makes you a cup of tea, you can tell if he's squeezed the tea bag. So you... It really does do what you're saying, which is release yeah. the tannins. It releases the tannins. I just know. I can. I can taste it. It's okay. an abomination. It's an. I say it in the book. It's an abomination. And if you know, if if, oh, if the book can talks about bulimia, depression, all of that. If the one takeout <laughs> message from this book is how to make a cup of tea, then I will die a happy man. Well, I think you're going to divide people more with with the tea moment because I can't remember there was some influencer who did a whole thing about how they make a cup of tea and they were saying it was like it was their most watched video because people get very passionate yeah. about it. And also because uh, British people kind of take their sense of who they are from it, don't they? Like, do you put the milk in first, all that? They define their identity on how they make their tea and i agree with the aforementioned influencer because the most interactive or the most interactive pictures that i've ever posted or stories are those of cups of tea or topless slutty selfies (laughs) so we are we are a horny thirsty nation it seems there we go no matter how how much how much we have to achieve in the bedroom, we have always got time for a cup of tea. And when it comes to... So we don't have to talk about this, by the way, but I couldn't work out with your OnlyFans stuff what was... I don't feel like I got the full picture because I follow you on Instagram, so I sort of experienced the fallout. But I didn't fully understand what the problem was. Or was there a problem? The problem... I think the theme of the OnlyFans chapter is... Because there are loads of themes in the book, aren't there? And I think mm. I try not to deliver them in a really obvious, blatant way. Sorry, I've just, I keep getting sidetracked by things, like a, <laughs> a thread on my shoulder and the cupboard door Details open. And- I'm, I'm haunted. Um, but I think the theme of the OnlyFans chapter is one of personal integrity. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't necessarily an issue. I wasn't dragged into a meeting room at Channel 4. There was none of that. In fact, if anything, Channel 4 and Pack Lunch, Steph's Pack Lunch, the show that I work on on Channel 4, were really supportive. Like, they made jokes about it. And, you know, there was, there was no f- major fallout. But what I realised was that I didn't feel comfortable selling a sexualized facade of myself mm-hmm. when I am also a daytime TV presenter. Mm. I also run a cookery school. It just it seems incongruous, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't. This isn't my problem. I think it's it's society's issue. You know that sex and sexuality. And I wasn't even having sex on OnlyFans. I was just you know posting pictures of my bare ass and the occasional well, I think two tasteful nudes. Um, mm-hmm. So you know there wasn't really any sex, sex like raw, brutal sex on there. Yeah. Um, but I still do think that. There has to be a line. Of course there does. There has to be a boundary. And I think I was pushing that boundary for me. Now, I, I have to say that I do support sex workers. And I think OnlyFans, if if the allegations of child exploitation on there are not true, which and I hope they're not, then it is it can be a great platform for people to take their career into their own hands and, you know, to have a bit of control over an industry that has for so long been sus- subject to the patriarchy and to kind of 
well, corporatism, you know, yeah. fat, fat cats at the top who exploit beautiful women and men and non-binary people to make money. If, if it allows people to do that for themselves, then brilliant. Yeah, um, removing but that yeah, middle person. Removing that middle person, exactly. And I think for me, the issue was one of integrity. It was about where do, does my integrity lie? But we have to consider as well that this was against, it, it wasn't just kind of like your average day. This was against the backdrop of coming down from the extreme dizzy heights of Strictly Come Dancing, mm. the validation that was concomitant with Strictly Come Dancing that I you know, became obsessed with. Of course I would, I'm a human being, I'm, I'm vulnerable and flawed. Um, mm. But also the fact that my career was, you know, I was meant to go into the West End, which was a lifelong dream. I wanted to go to drama school mm. from being a young boy, but I never got to do that. And then when I got a job with Andrew Lloyd Webber in Cinderella, I was so excited. And when that came crashing down and it got cancelled, the show got cancelled, I felt like a lost dog. I just didn't know where to direct my energy. And so I, got, I went to Nice. I got really pissed on holiday. And I thought, oh, let's just open an OnlyFans. And before I had time to rationalise it and intellectualise it and think about whether it was right for me, the money started rolling in. And, right. you know, within a month I'd earned enough to buy as a deposit for a house. Like it was, it was it's so, it can be so lucrative. But even still, you know, after two months, I realised that it's not about money. I don't give a shit about money. I've had money. I've lost money. I've, I've frittered it away. I've earned it again. I don't give a toss about money. What I give a toss about is making sure I'm okay. And I really wasn't okay at that time. Mm. Um, and, you know, there were, there were great, there were funny things about OnlyFans, like being contorted on the bed, which I speak about in the book, trying to hold a beautiful pose while my boyfriend's trying to take the picture. You know, it offered us a great deal of humour, which is what we needed after what was a difficult year or two. So yeah. there were many, many positives of OnlyFans. And I think, I do think, you know, that it's a great, it's got a great potential to support sex workers and, and body positive people. Um, but it was just a question of me. And did it fit for me and where I am in my career trajectory? And it didn't. Mm. Mm. And another theme in the book that feels kind of related, I suppose, is the idea of perfectionism. Because mm. um, you spoke about the sort of the validation. And you said this fascinating thing, which is it's really odd because I just I just have you ever read a book by Nicole? Dr. Nicole LaPera called Do the Work. No, but I'm going to just look at it or order it now if you if you recommend it. How to do the work. Is she the holistic therapist? Yes, exactly. Because my psychiatrist for ADHD recommended that I order her book. Nicole LaPera. Yeah, Dr. Nicole LaPera, yeah. How to do the work. So she speaks about perfectionism and people think perfectionism is about how you want things, but actually... You said this, but Nicole also said it in her book. It's, it's actually about you trying to people, please. It, 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 exactly that. And it's like, because I'm such a perfectionist, and I actually thought perfectionism was one of these things I had of my own that wasn't about people pleasing. And it was actually like quite nice that it was my little thing that I like to do, because it's quite an internal thing, perfectionism, isn't it? Like going around, like making sure everything's okay or making sure this looks like this or this looks like that. But then I realised like it is about... But We're jumping straight into therapy talk here, but like it's no, fear it's, of abandonment, isn't it? Right? Pro it probably is. It probably is fear of abandonment and rejection. In, in my world, in the ADHD world, it's definitely down to a, a rejection sensitivity, which I think is linked to fear of abandonment. But it's it's so true. The more I contemplated it, perfection and shame, as far as I'm aware, are two externally derived emotions or whatever you want to call them. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't bubble up from within. They exist from without and from, from the boundaries and from the benchmarks of other people and the expectations is the word I'm looking for of other people. Whereas mm. guilt and let's call it just enoughness, they're from mm. within. Like when you do enough for you, it doesn't need to be perfect, but it's enough for you. That's the opposite of perfection. When you mm. do something that you're guilty of, that's because it doesn't align with your morals and your sense of inte- integrity, as we spoke about before. And that's an internally derived emotion. So I think mm. we have to be mindful all the time of things that affect us that are actually externally derived. Mm. And then we have to acknowledge them and say, well, how do I value this? Because that's what it is to be an adult and a grown-up, isn't it? Is to say, well, yeah, I have this, this little voice in my head, but how much attention am I going to pay that? How much weight do I give that? And that's what, that was a great thing about OnlyFans as well, is that it, it made me realise that I often, as a pe- people pleaser, try to give too much, try to give equal weight to everybody's opinions, no matter who they are in terms of my yeah. life. And I've started to realise that some people's opinions just don't—they just don't matter to me. I don't give a shit what that person thinks. Not because I'm mm. rude or because I don't like them, or just—but because I have to think about what my mum thinks and my partner thinks, and my sisters and the people I love the most. What do they think? Because what they think will be against the backdrop of what is best for John. It's mm. not about how does this look, and that's a really difficult understanding to come to 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 achieve. But when you get there, it's like bloody hell, yeah. I don't give a toss about what Beryl down the road thinks. Yes. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. From an LGBT perspective, you are constantly checking in to check whether you're okay and that's with and people are okay with you like you start doing that from a young age Mm -hmm. and and i think more and more i think that's actually not to do with queerness it's to do with presenting as society perceives correctly as a man or a woman exactly and i think and i and i think at that stage it is binary because there is no space for non-binary people in the in the wrong part of the world is what I'm trying to say. So, you know, you start checking in and you learn to people please with those closest to you, i.e. your family and your close, close friends. Mm. And then your brain does the maths of like, well, if I could please everybody, it'll be okay. And I think therefore you take on the opinions of strangers who actually don't have your interests at heart and don't know you, right? It's so true. And it is definitely linked to queerness, I think, because, you know, I don't really, 
I still sometimes struggle with my interactions with straight men. Mm. I don't know how to present oh my myself. And it's like, really? I don't need to present myself. I could just be me. I can be extravagantly camp if I want to be. I can just be who, who I am at that particular time. Because our characteristics do ebb and, ebb and flow based on the circumstances we're in, don't they? And who, mm. our mood. But yeah, I still struggle. Apart from my, my, my lad mates who I've been friends with now for like 12, 13 years, like Ben and Mark, these lovely, lovely straight lads who are actually really supportive and complete allies. Like, I, they're fine. I'm fine with them. But in God, the, the worst thing for me would be to walk into a straight bar full of men. Mm. Um, even if I was dipped in peanut butter, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't matter. Like it would be, hor- I just wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would want the ground to dissolve beneath me, and for me just to die. I so I feel exactly the same, and I wonder what that is. Why do we feel like that? Um, I think because, as you said, I think because when we grew up, it wasn't. It was very binary. It was either you are a man or a woman, mm. and here is what a man should look like. I mean. School books told us that it was a man and a woman in the family. Yeah. Uh, we, you go to family weddings and it would be a holy matrimony is between a man and a woman. Like, it, the emphasis was subtly, but but enough, was was constantly and subtly about that man and a woman. That's what it is to be in a partnership. Mm. And the more you hear that, the more you believe it. And then you start mm. to question what it, well, what, what does it mean to be a man? So you look mm. at, you know, you, you look at, what the lads like, football, lager out, shouting, all of that. And I don't, I don't want to generalise as well, because I know it sounds like I am, but this was my perspective growing up. I now yes. see there is a spectrum of, of straight men, and there can be some beautifully, beautifully extravagant and camp straight men, just as there mm. can be some beautifully butch straight men who are still allies, you know. But my, I'm talking here about my perspective as a child, and that was yes. very much binary, and that was very much men are men, women are women. Mm. So I, you know, I, I think that's where it came from for me. It's like, that's what it is to be a bloke. And if you don't fit that mold, if you don't fit that paradigm, then where the bloody hell do you fit? So you have to just try and fit in. So do you slightly, you know, the, the famous phrases, it's not famous, but you know, the phrase code switching, like, do you, so for example, like I'm talking to you now and I'm in sportswear, right? Because I'm going to do some exercise later, but I actually would be lying if I said I didn't quite enjoy that sportswear slightly makes me disappear in public spaces in mm. terms of I'm not talking about being recognised I'm talking about as a gay as, man yeah like I just kind of look like a bloke and it's it's simple for me it's not why I do it but I do know that I also acknowledge that it's simpler yeah and do you do that kind of code switching thing as as well completely I was thinking about this the other day I've got these let me show you these shoes where are they I can't find them. But I've got some lovely Cuban heel, like beautiful tan Cuban heels that I wore one day on packed lunch. And I'm like, I was I was dreaming about them the other night. And I was dreaming that the guy who does my landscaping every now and again, not down there, but out there. I dreamt that he <laughs> he was wearing the same pair. And I was like, oh my God, if he's wearing them, then I can wear them. Oh, that's amazing. But I, I do, I do, I do. When I go to Asda in Wigan after the gym, I'll go after the gym because I'm in my gym wear and I look like a, a lad from Wigan. I fit in. I would never go to Asda in Wigan in my, my tan Cuban heels. Really? I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't even go to my parents' house in my tan Cuban heels. I wouldn't want to go. I'd have to get in a car and go to Manchester and then get out mm. on Canal Street. And even on Canal Street, I wouldn't. I'd probably get, you know, <laughs> laughed at for these because they're not actually that nice. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I think, yeah, I do do that. What do you call it? Code switching. Yeah. So you kind of, 
switch between different versions of yourself. You know, if, I, if I'm with all my gay friends, then it would be... And the conversation will get camper and sillier, but, like, if a builder comes around to give me a quote, I'm, you know, I'm not being like... Oh, hi, babes! <laughs> yeah, it's not... Hi, but babes! You, oh, my what, God! Do you know what I love, though? And this does happen, and it gives me so much hope. Like, when you are talking to, say, the builder or the plumber, and all of a sudden it does get a bit camp and silly, and he... Mm. you know, Or they, they interact with it. Yes. It gives me a bit of hope. It's like, oh, my God, they're not just going to beat me up. They might acknowledge and validate me. Well, no, because this is the thing that is really interesting, I think, is that, like, straight men are incredibly well-versed in what masculinity is and is not. You know what I mean? It's just as because much as to what extent did they have they had to mask as well all their lives? Like perhaps yeah. that's 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 not what it is to be a straight man, a gay man. It is just what it is to be a man. Yes, I think somewhere somehow the rules got created, but we're all abiding by them. It's not well, just gay men. This is the thing. I think we often look for blame, don't we? We often look to point a finger. And I was thinking about this in terms of neurodiversity the other day. Like we often say, mm. the world is the new the neurodiverse community will often say the world was designed to be neurotypical. Bullshit. It wasn't designed. It just evolved to be such. Mm. And I think men just evolved to be such. And really, I think a lot of people can fall victim to the thing that they hold up as gospel. You know, they they too can feel a lot of, let's, let's face it, you know, suicide rates are the highest amongst men. And, you know, I think that's because they too suffer from the struggle and the lack of certainty as to what it is to be you. You have they try and think about what it is to be a man. Fuck that. Sorry to mm. keep swearing, but I am passionate about That's it. Fine. Um you have to think about what it means to be you as an individual. Yes. So I I think many people fall foul to the rules by which they so strictly abide. Yeah, because at least we can go and hang out with our other queer friends and be a version of ourselves. As, as much as it is a vice, it's also a bloody virtue for us. It's freedom, isn't it? I mean, if I want to go and put on pink heels and a pair of hot pants and parade down the common, people would probably look, but they would maybe expect it from me. Yes. Well, it's also there's that whole thing on TikTok, which I don't really use, but I'm actually becoming obsessed with it, funnily enough. <laughs> um, but there's this whole thing about men, straight straight men doing their voice with their girlfriends the girlfriend voice and in a way that is code switching and essentially they're being effeminate um but you know it's like and will they put on that voice and you know where do they put it on and obviously only with their girlfriend and things so straight men are straight men are playing a role out there just as much and some aren't this is the thing you know like i need to be clear like some of them just it is what it is it is Um, what it is yeah and that's uh, i think that's the thing i think you're right i think whether you're a man, woman, non-binary, somewhere beyond the spectrum or within the spectrum, like, a lot of us are just playing roles. Yeah. For your own mental well-being, I think the time to play with it is when you're aware that you're playing with it. So, like, I like wearing sporty stuff, but I know that I'll return to myself. I know that I'll like wearing camper stuff, but I'll return to myself. You know what I mean? But I'm not exactly. trying to sway anyone's opinion long-term. Maybe in the supermarket, but not long term, <laughs> of who I am, you know? Now, this is the end of part one. I'm up to 7,250 on my steps, need to hit 10. So, wish me luck, people. I've gone the long way around the field. So, polishing my little halo over here. 
good little exerciser. Um, and go find part two in the feed. It's available. It's free. It's all there for you. Okay. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.